The final score, Wrexham nil, Wigan Athletic nil, Wrexham winning 4-2 on penalties. We're back in the League Cup and we're back doing giant killing, just like we always have done. Wow, what a, a wonderful game that was. Now, Neil Williams, who was commentating with me, said that he thought it was the best nil nil he'd ever watched and certainly it was packed full of quality, packed full of entertainment. <clears throat> and after Wrexham's disappointment on Saturday... What a rousing way to respond. I mean, Phil Parkson certainly responded. He said he wanted to get minutes into players' legs, and he made eight changes on a team that lost against MK Dons, with only Ben Tozer, Owen O'Connell, and James Jones keeping their, their places. His rotated side looked so familiar with each other, though. And considering the fact that they'll have no more in their legs on the team on Saturday, goodness me, they've given Parkinson some lovely selection issues now for the Wimbledon match a lot of players' performances demanded that they keep their place on Saturday. Wigan, for their part, changed four players from the side that impressively won at Derby last Saturday in League One. They've got a lot of talent and a lot of those major players were in there, especially the young players like Sam Tickle, who showed his quality in goal, and Hughes, the centre-back, Charlie Hughes, who's made captain, played mostly on the right and also looked very good. But Wrexham... Well, got on top from the start. Within the fourth minute, Wrexham were having an opportunity. Uh, they were scrapping for a long... Uh, there was a centrepiece in a contested goal mouth. And Bickerstaff ma manufactured an overhead kick. It was cute thinking and unfortunate. He was back to goal within the six-yard box. So quite close. He knew there were bodies, a lot of bodies, between him and the goal. So he tried a little lifted overhead kick, hoping it would just drop down and under the bar in time. It just didn't come down in time enough, but it was a, an early indication of what Bickerstaff would be like as he was innovative and sharp again up front, really showing Phil Parkinson what he can do. Now, Wigan had a philosophy to stick to. They were moving the ball around intelligently, but the pattern with them tended to be that they would move it around a bit at the back, but then they would look once they spotted the gap and they had some good runners trying to hit spaces, they would play that ball in, you know, fairly early in their build-up process. Big diagonals they were working, trying to get behind Wrexham's wing-backs, or at least to drive Wrexham's wing-backs deeper. And also, they were trying to clip little nice passes in, because they played with a false nine, and were trying to rotate it around, where he'd drop off, and players would bomb into the space he created. But Wrexham dealt with it really well, and really, until the closing moments of the first half, the only chance really Wigan had was a superb diagonal by Hughes that dropped perfectly for Humphreys over the head of McFadgen. He cut inside, and with plenty of time, but a pretty tight angle, drove a powerful rising shot, which Howard handled while raising his right hand and palming it round the post. After that, it was all Wrexham making the chances as we really looked alert and sharp, breaking forwards, nice into play down the channels. The strikers were holding the ball up and troubling the centre-backs, and in midfield, the midfield trio's energy was terrific. Davis taking a free kick from about 25 yards, which he ripped in well, but not quite into the corners, and it was held by Tickle. Then a vicious Luke Young corner, which ripped across the goal mouth. Tickle attacked it, missed it, Everyone else did as well. Toza with a brave effort beyond the far post to try and head it back into the danger area. He just couldn't get a proper reach onto it. A couple of minutes later, Shea making a mistake. And Palmer, well, I mean, nearly nearly scored a bizarre goal of the year this early. Uh, he, Shea's error 
sent the ball whistling towards the edge of his own penalty area. The only player anywhere near it was Palmer. Don't think he expected it. I certainly didn't expect it. Nobody expected it. But he didn't have much time to react, and he sort of stuck a leg out, and it span on target. I think he was trying to control it, to be honest. And you know, Tickle was alert and was able to save it, but it could easily have gone in for a most bizarre goal. But Wrexham pushed on and increasingly really stifled Wigan's threat and had a, had a real grip of the game. Ford, who cut inside quite a few times and ended up joining the midfield with a really good run. He fed her out to the left-hand side. McFadgen stood up a good cross at the far post and Palmer rising over his man just outside the six-yard box. Couldn't quite keep his head down as it flew over the bar. James Jones then... In the closest moment, Wrexham came in the first half to a goal with 10 minutes before the break, smashed in a really powerful shot, a good save by Tickle, but it flew straight out at Callum McFadgen, who continued to run to the edge of the six-yard box. He was essentially presented with an open goal, but it came at him so quickly and unexpectedly, and I think it more ricocheted off him than anything else and went over the bar, and agonising again, so close McFadgen to his first Wrexham goal. And Wrexham kept pushing on, Ford doing well down the right-hand side, beating, beating his man, clipping it into the box. Cluith had got himself into the area in open play, but crossed just a tiny bit behind him, so he had to stretch backwards and try and turn the head around over his shoulder, and he couldn't quite creep it inside the near post. But a good opportunity and a lovely cross from Ford. And then as the calf ended, as I said, there was a little bit more threat from Wigan, although their only chance really came from an error. McFadgen getting caught in possession and Hughes driving forwards and smashing a shot in which looked destined to go in the bottom left corner but Howard got across and held on to it well. The second half began with the same sort of pattern, Wrexham making the play and looking by far the more likely scorers. Palmer doing terrifically well to tackle Hughes on the left flank and then immediately tried to hit a curling shot before Tickle could set himself. He swung it around the goalkeeper who was lunging desperately but it went just wide of the right post. Within a minute... Another quick piece of thinking. Young uh, taking a quick free kick while Smith, the player who committed the foul, was busy arguing with the ref. James Jones drove forwards and smashed a powerful shot which just grazed the left post. He had runners either side, but it was a good strike and you could understand why he went for it. And a couple of minutes later, the biggest moment of the second half of Wrexham coming forwards. Bickerstaff picking it up, driving an excellent 25-yard shot, real power behind it. Good parry by Tickle, but the ball dropped to Jordan Davis, who'd started the move with a really good tackle and had followed the ball into the box. Davis had a great chance, but Tickle was quickly up on his feet, spread himself, and when Davis hit it from just outside the six-yard box, Tickle was able to get a piece on it and knock it partly away. It came back out to Luke Young, 25 yards out. He tried to smash in the shot before the keeper could get back into position, but he didn't get hold of it. He didn't keep on top of it properly, and it went well over the bar. Wigan... Had an opportunity to, well, I say opportunity, uh, a sort of half-hearted shout for a penalty. Long diagonal over the top, very brave and decisive keeping by Mark Howard, who committed himself to attacking the ball as it was soaring down the left side because Humphreys was after it and would have kept it in, round the back of the defence. Howard did get there first. One of those where if he misjudged it, it could have been a catastrophe, but 
why why talk like that? Because he didn't misjudge it. It was a fine piece of keeping. Now Humphreys went flying over him, and the Wigan fans and some of the players were asking for a penalty. Humphreys wasn't because he knew what had actually happened. Howard had got there first, caught it, and well, the ref gave a goal kick, which is fair enough. But quite frankly, if there was a foul either way, it was a Humphreys inadvertently going for the ball and kicked it out of Howard's hands. Wrexham had to make changes, of course, like you said. They haven't got the minutes in their legs. McFadden was always likely to be the first to make waves. Like I said, he, he just starting to tire. So in the 58th minute, Jacob Mendy came on, while Wigan started the process of getting those four players they left out onto the pitch to try to, to build up the strength of their side and get the results. So Charlie Wyke, who scored both goals on Saturdays, on Saturday at Derby, and also Tony Asgard came on uh, to stiffen their resolve. But it was still Wrexham who were pushing on. Sloppy play on the left by Wigan. Palmer driving down the right flank with no support. Hits one of well, hits one of those that you know theoretically looked like a, a mishit cross that sometimes drift in. I think it was a shot. You know, I think Palmer realised there was nothing on and he just sort of go for this. So from about twenty five yards out on the right flank, he just tried to launch a shot over the keeper and inside the far post. He. Got it just outside the far post. A fair old effort. Immediately, Wrexham again replenished. Davis had an excellent game. But O'Connor came on and Wrexham continues to push on. A good move ended at Bickerstaff, about 15 yards out on the right channel, drilling a really powerful shot. But unfortunately for him, he hit it too straight and Tickle was able to hold on to it. Wrexham made a triple change to re rejuvenate further, resting the two excellent strikers, bringing on Dolby and Elliot Lee to make a front two. And then also giving Ford a rest and Ryan Barnett coming on on the right. But actually, the closing quarter of an hour, the nature of the game changed a little bit. Wigan were passing it around with quite a lot of patience and Wrexham stood off a bit. I've got to say, it's interesting. In the first hour, the thing that massively impressed me about Wrexham, probably the most about Wrexham, was the way that we knew when to press, we knew when to drop off. The organisation without the ball was magnificent. You know, we'd step up and pressure and, and it, was, it was beautifully unified and, and organised the way that we did it. And we forced a number, as I've mentioned, of turnovers of possession that led to chances. In the final quarter of an hour, we sat off more because Wigan, it was quite strange. It felt a bit like one of those World Cup games where one of the teams decides at the end of extra time we'll just settle for penalties. Wigan's passing became very passive. I think it may have been because we had decided, OK, if you're going to move it around sideways and a halfway down a lot, we're going to just drop off and let you do it. Lee and Dolby were often in their own half as the front line to get past, and the Wrexham side were very, very compact. This also took that dangerous diagonal pass they've been playing out the equation because the wing-backs now were deep and level with the centre-backs, and Wigan struggled really to get through, although they did have a, a good chance at 12 minutes left when James Jones made an error, losing the ball. Humphreys drove in on the diagonal and hit a shot from inside the box across Howard and just wide of the far post, a real opportunity. They had another chance of three minutes left when Hughes, who'd been putting some really good away swinging crosses in from the right, swept another one in and Wyke, just outside the six-yard box on the far post, got up really well but headed over the bar. So we kept them at arm's length really, really well. Maybe we were tiring a bit, but that's okay because the organisation was sound, the centre-backs were rock-solid and protected well. And so it went to penalties. And, well, it's a different story. So 
Wrexham gets his goal first and to take them at the tech end. And, well, the contrast and penalties in the two sides was stark, really. Young stepped up first, sent Tickle the wrong way. Wyke was next, sent Howard the wrong way. Lee stepped up, 2-1, sent Tickle the wrong way. Then the first change from that pattern. Humphrey stepped up, Howard went the right way, Unluckily for him, it was a hell of a good penalty. Cleanly struck and just inside the post, and Howard couldn't quite reach it. But Wrexham continued their pattern. Tickle went left, O'Connor went right. That's the other round, actually, but now yeah, you know what I mean. And then the breaking point. Hughes stepped up, tried to drill it into the roof of the net, got under it too much, and put it over the bar. Advantage Wrexham. Three penalties taken by each side. Wrexham leading 3-2. Dolby stepped up and did what the Wrexham players would do throughout the shootout. Sent Tickle the wrong way. And then Asgard, knowing that he had to score or the tie was over, stepped up and also blazed it over the bar. And Wrexham had the win. And they deserved it. Massively deserved it. I liked Wigan. I liked the way they went about things. I liked their quality of play. They got some young players there who look to be really, really good. Tickle, Hughes and Smith in particular. But Wrexham really deserved this. It was a heartening performance, especially after last Saturday. I mean, looking through the performances... Pretty much everybody's put pressure on on Phil Parkinson <laughs> that they want to play on Saturday. Maybe he'll just keep the same team. Certainly Howards was very impressive in goal. Good clean sheet, well earned. He looked very decisive and determined. I was pleased to see that. The three centre-backs were excellent. Uh, we made Max Kluwerth man of the match, although there were a few, you know, lots of contenders. But I really enjoyed how he stood up to it. I mean, he hasn't started the game since March. Neither has Young. Same game as the last start, 4th of March. And he was solid. He broke forwards well. He used the ball well. I mean, it was great. It was clue, sort of peak clue. It was lovely to watch. Toza was a rock. He won a lot of important interceptions early on when Wigan tried to put some pressure on us before the game's nature settled. Uh, he was excellent, as was O'Connell, who had made some strange uh, mistakes on Saturday. Uh, he was solid as a rock in this match. The wing-backs... Well, on the right-hand side, Anthony Ford, again, was excellent, carrying the ball, coming inside more than usual and carrying it. Clever use of the ball as well. McFadden probably looked at the one with the least minutes in his legs out of the team, but he did some good things, put in one good cross that nearly led to a goal. Um, but, he, yeah, he looked like maybe he needs a little bit more time uh, just in his legs. Centre mid, wow, again. Luke Young back in the side, back in the captain's armband, and again, back to being just Luke Young. Classic Luke Young. Really strong in the tackle, driving his team forwards, moving the ball well. It was a, a, a treat just to watch. And then, alongside him, Jordan Davis to the left, put in a hell of a shift. He was so determined. It felt like the epitome of the, the hometown boy representing his local team and fighting for everything. He really was impressive. On the right-hand side of the midfield, Jones again followed up his man-of-the-match performance on Saturday with another tireless uh, shift. number of times he, he won the ball, number of times he drove on attacks, had a couple of powerful shots on goal as well. Up front, again, Bickerstaff grabbed your attention and demanded to keep his place. He was drifting about, finding space. He was a goal threat. It was really good to watch him. And then alongside him, Palmer was terrific as well. He really domineering, aggressive, physical, great movements, dropping off onto the flanks a lot and causing problems, with creating spaces for players to run into. It was terrific stuff. 
the subs played their parts as well. Leon Dolby didn't make that much of an impression up front, but they worked hard without the ball. And then on the wings, Mendy did a good job when he came on on the left-hand side. Likewise, on the right as well. Who the heck came on on the right? I can't even remember. I'm going to look at my team sheet to see. Well, Barnett, of course it was Barnett. What am I talking about? He had one very good run, but he didn't come to anything in the end. But it was a nice illustration of his pace. And Tom O'Connor as well came in and just gave solidity in the middle of the pitch and, and helped the, you know, made sure we didn't run out of legs. Great stuff. Great performance. Really, really enjoyable. Uh, let's see who we draw in the next round. They won't fancy coming to the race course if that's the way it goes. With a final score of Wrexham nil, Wigan Athletic nil. Wrexham winning 4-2 on penalties. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC.